I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and this is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We've seen a lot of good ones go way too early because of drugs, haven't we? Seemed like a new one every week back in the 60s and 70s. Janice and Jimmy, then Elvis, now Whitney and Amy. In Brazil, too, some great ones exited early thanks to substance abuse. Elis Regina, Tangerine, Tim Maia. Those are the high-profile ones, and reams have been written and spoken about them and the problem. Can there possibly be anything new to say? Without preaching or proselytizing, of course. Both the moral finger-wagging of the right and the societal condemnation of the left seem wholly inadequate to provide any healing at all. And the situation's not improving much. Easy access to drugs, more desperation and tough times, materialism and lack of spiritual connection, it's a fatal recipe for increasing abuse. Well, I'm of the mind that a deeper analysis of our entire modern mindset is in order, which of course is the purpose of our show. Let's tackle the scandal of drugs today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We are streaming on the Stop Radio Network, available through iTunes News Talk radio stations, and you can stream us to your smartphone or tablet through the free TuneIn app. We're happy to have you with us, however you want to do that. Welcome. And, of course, comments and suggestions very much accepted, too. Email works well for that. Maybe you've heard about email. <laughs> Talk to me. Jones at stop.org.br is how you do that. Listen, did you catch anything of the news about Robin Williams using any medication to fight depression? The news is kind of murky on that, lots of conflicting reports, and it would be kind of irresponsible, I think, to blurt out any old hearsay, especially with such a well-loved and high-profile figure. Although the Marin County Coroner's Office has stated he was seeking treatment for depression and that almost always these days, includes medication. So you can draw your own conclusions from that. What we do know is that modern psychiatry and psychology have resorted heavily to drug prescriptions for treating neuroses these days. It's a strange situation where the profession oriented to treating our psychology is looking at psychological difficulties as chemical, organic problems. This is something Norberto Kepi addressed 40, maybe 50 years ago in his extraordinary thesis, From Freud to Frankel, where he advised us that we are not seeing the practice of psychology yet on the planet due to the focus on organic or societal causes of disease. I thought I would just take this book. It's in English. We've just been working on a revision of this. It'll be available soon through our sites. Uh, from Freud to Frankel, Integral Psychoanalysis, his thesis of his work, where he really delves deeply into his approach to psychology. And he states in this book, I'll just uh, read a couple of things from it. He says, Up to now, all processes of psychotherapy have not been psychological. Psychoanalysis itself, whether orthodox or not, is more than anything else a biological organic treatment, not to mention other techniques such as Rogerian transactional psychodrama, behaviorism, which are sociotherapeutic, not even psychotherapy at all. What I'm saying, Kepi goes on to say, is that all of them attribute the cause of human nervousness and difficulties to organic or social factors, 
considering the psyche to be the result of brain secretions, according to the doctors, or social factors like the lack of affection, economic difficulties, difficulties of status, etc. In other words, they see psychic life as always being victimized by something external to it. Kepi says in this great book, all that has been done up to now as far as psychotherapy is concerned has been either biotherapy or sociotherapy. What I'm trying to say is that to attribute the etiology of psychological disturbances to factors that are strange to or secondary to psychological life constitutes a psychopathological process, for it feeds the individual's persecutive elements, making his state worse. If problems were external or even hereditary, then we would always be correct in feeling resentment or even revolt towards our parents. It seems so simple and so obvious, but uh, he's had to address it very directly in this book. Well, nowadays, you know, we see these common everyday symptoms like grief, sadness, or even excessive glee, happiness, being upgraded to syndromes by irresponsible psychological and medical associations so they can prescribe drugs to treat them. The scandal of wanton ADHD diagnoses should give us pause in that regard. That's referring to the legal pharma situation. The illegal drug side has had its share of sordid chapters as well. And we would like to delve into all that today. So the scandal of drugs with Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco is with us today when thinking with somebody else's head returns in just a moment on the Stop Radio Network. Home to thinking with somebody else's head and healing through consciousness. This is the Stop Radio Network. The most original, contemporaneous writer in the world today, says the National Scientific Research Center in France. A genuine contributor to the intellectual treasury of civilization, says former U.S. Ambassador Joseph Gogassian. For these times of uncertainty and conflict comes a work of extraordinary vision, hope, and moral clarity. Brazilian psychoanalyst and social scientist Norberto Kepi writes with wisdom and authority about the things that really matter. How to heal illness, how inverted science is leading the destruction of nature, and what to do about it. Finding spirituality within, structuring a truly just society. There are more than 3,000 books published worldwide every day. None are more important than these. The Books of Norberto Kepi. Trilogical Science, leading us to a new world. In a world where women have struggled to discover themselves and their true purpose. She started to reject herself, her essence. She started to see in herself, in her femininity, something inferior. Comes a book that frees them to be what they were destined to be. A woman is a link between man and God because of the intuitive and spiritual aspect and the feeling. Claudia Pacheco's Women on the Couch, an incisive analysis of women's psychology that lays out what's gone wrong. We have this big inversion inside of ourselves that lead us to think that being a woman is not good, is inferior. We don't want to serve. We don't want to be submissive to God, to beauty, to truth, to goodness. And how women can get back on track. But I understand that the only way for us to free ourselves is to serve, to be useful, and to grow. Claudia Pacheco's Women on the Couch, 
an analysis of female psychopathology. Available in the bookstore at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. Thank you for listening to the most relevant conversations in the world about stopping the destruction of ourselves and the planet. This is the Stop Radio Network. Thinking with somebody else's head is on the Stop Radio Network. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. Welcome to our program, Looking at Drugs, specifically the illegal drug industry. Now, that's one we really want, really want to get into. Uh, Claudia Bernhard-Pacheco has joined me. Claudia, we had a great letter from a listener in South Carolina, and he asked this question. On the subject of drugs, I classify them into two categories. Mind-numbing drugs, cocaine, tobacco, heroin, alcohol, etc., and mind-opening drugs, peyote, cannabis, mushrooms, etc. While the former, the mind-numbing drugs, have been found to be dangerous and highly addictive, the latter, the mind-opening drugs, have been used for centuries and show no signs of addiction or even lasting health problems with repetitious use. We have to see the first research of Freud. And I don't know if you are aware that Freud used cocaine, and some of the psychoanalysts used cocaine to open the consciousness and the minds of their patients. All these experiments, besides hypnosis, which is a technique to open the subconscious mind in not a spontaneous way. It's more something that is forced, artificially induced. But uh, let me tell you something, Richard. The experiments that Freud did proved to be ineffective and sometimes even dangerous because we have more an artificial unconsciousness, which is induced by our censorship. It's fabricated by our censorship. So we hide from our consciousness what we are not prepared or not willing to see. So we hide consciousness, important, extremely important consciousness by our own envy. We don't want to see them. So we hide them. Or by censorship, by intolerance, by intransigence, what we call theomania. We want everything perfect. We don't see problems. We idealize everything, the world, myself. So I would not bear seeing some problems, true problems in myself or in people. Bad intentions, vices. I'm not quite as good as I think I am. Yes, and sometimes things, things that are very negative, like perversions and, and ill desires. And this Freud wanted to uncover this ill intentions, this perverted intentions that people carried in their, in their inner selves, focusing more on sexual things. We don't focus that much in sexual things uh, because sexual perversions are more symptoms for other more serious pathologies, more based on envy, extremely arrogance, megalomania, etc., etc. Ingratitude, all Ingratitude, of these. Ingratitude, etc. And exploitation, for instance, and evil intentions towards our fellow man, destruction yeah. of our world. So, what he realized, Freud realized, was that people were not prepared to see things in their inner selves yet. And if they were forced to do so, they became sometimes psychotic. 
this unleashed some crisis, psychological, psychotic crisis in, in them. And that's what happens frequently. People that take drugs with the intention to open their consciousness artificially, many times they are unable to go back to the true, real reality of the everyday world where you have to work and be in contact. And there are many revelations people can't handle. And they just break down their ego. Yeah, we saw this in the 60s, I think. Uh, certainly I saw this with a lot of guys who were experimenting with LSD. Mm-hmm. And it was very difficult for them to come back from these like nightmares that they were having, mm-hmm. these terrible visions. So this idea of mind opening, you know, this comes, this is something that we should just talk about in this a little bit more. Is, is it really mind opening? Opening the neurons, artificially open the neurons and bringing to the surface material that is unconscientized and that we should normally see that. So we perceive much more things than we acknowledge because of our decrease in consciousness. So this decrease in our consciousness is the result of these pathologies that Kepi mentions in his work. So, the more we open our censorship, the more we deal with our censorship, the more we open our consciousness in a natural way. So, I'll see more and more and stand more and more. So, this is much more therapeutic or more effective because this is an opening with no side effects most of the time. And I think too, Claudia, what's important to say about this is many times people who are using these mind-opening experiences, they're looking for like a spiritual, mystical experience of themselves, that I'm part of the universe in some vaster way. And what you're talking about is more the consciousness of how we block ourselves. Yes, and block this consciousness because we should be in contact. We are transcendental beings. So it's not normal not to perceive all these beings. There are many children that they see spirits, they see angels, they see like spirit of so-called dead people. They can see things that we cannot see anymore because of this increase of censorship and sensorialism. There are people who keep seeing things as like during their lives. Uh, so they they are so-called uh, mediums or paranormal or sometimes psychotics. Because the psychotic people, they see things that are most of the time real in this transcendental world, good and mostly bad spirit, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to handle that reality. Mm-hmm. And society is not prepared to handle this too. So society censors. If you, if a patient goes to a psychiatrist and tell, I'm seeing and hearing things that are apparently non-existent, but they know they are totally tangible in transcendental terms. So the psychiatrists or these um, health professionals, they tend to label this person as a psychotic and they give them a lot of drugs to cover up that awareness. So my idea, Jones, is that when the person is willing to uncover consciousness or open their minds, they are more curious and have more this intention because if they want to go through this, they must go through this like through virtue, being virtuous. 
being loving, being ethical. So this is the like the door opening to transcendence. It's looking for a link with God through the resonance with Him in terms of doing what He taught us to do. To be ethical, to do good to other people, and to give our lives totally to beauty, truth, and goodness. On that note, we'll come back in just a moment. We need to take a quick break on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. Back with Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco in just a moment. True illness is the attempt to create what was never meant to exist. Norberto Capi. Disinverting the human being and society. This is the Stop Radio Network. Learn the truth about energy and matter. Dr. Kepi's revolutionary book, The New Physics, is available in the bookstore at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. A look at society's most pressing problem. Norberto Kepi's Disinversion of Economics is Work and Capital, available in the bookstore at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. A key inversion in science. Always we are trying to extract energy from a material element. And its negative consequences. We provoke serious imbalances in nature. Corrected now with the Kepi Motors disinversion of physics. And we developed a way to have mechanical power with very little electricity. This will make a big change not only in energetic efficiency, but also it will bring better energy in homes because it's magnetic energy. The Kepi Motor, new technology for a new world. From the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil, this is the Stop Radio Network. Thank you with somebody else's head is on the Stop Radio Network. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones with Claudia Bernhard Pacheco. By the way, always happy to hear from you if you have comments about our show today or any other show. Jones at stop.org.br. Claudia, let's come back a little bit to talk a bit more about drugs, not about okay. the mind opening part, but about the the drug industry. The mind closing. <laughs> the, the mind closing, yes. The yeah. drug industry. You, yeah. you wrote a book a number of years ago yeah. called The American Drug Multinational. Yeah. And I, I was reading an article from this on the establishment, how drugs are the establishment's weapon to numb social consciousness. Mm-hmm. When, the moment I read that title, I remembered Timothy Leary, yes. who said, turn on, tune in, drop out, leave the society, don't have any part of the society. Drugs have very much been used to take human beings away from reality, haven't they? Who would be mostly benefited by this? The, the powerful people who would benefit from the stupidity or the unawareness of the general population. Yes. Jones, if you remember the 60s, there, there was an increasing awareness, especially in those intellectual centers in United States, Europe, and even thir- the so-called third world. So people were increasing more and more their consciousness, naturally increasing, seeing that there was something very wrong in the way society was organized and the way people was led to be slaves. The hypocrisy, the mask, exploitation, slavery, all these values, like having more than being and... War, Vietnam War, and all those wars in the name of 
American flag and the nation and God. Democracy. And it was democracy. And people started to realize this was a huge fake. The war benefited the economic powerful. Those who built weapons, those who were in charge of, the, of things and political power. So they started to revolt. There were very dangerous centers for those people, like growing fast artists, intellectuals, young people. This is a recipe that CIA and those secret services dislike the most because people who think and act They are dangerous because they bring, especially artists and intellectuals and philosophers, they bring the whole nations behind them. So the uh, big revolutions were being planned, peaceful revolutions, intellectual revolutions. There are the most dangerous ones. One of the projects they organized was the Bluebird Project. Yeah, I think this is very important to understand, Claudia. Most of us know nothing about the Bluebird Project. This was a a mind control research set up by the CIA back in the 60s, I believe, using drugs, both prescription and hallucinatory, to create new identities, to induce amnesia, to insert hypnotic access codes in the subject's minds, like the Manchurian Candidate movie showed, creating multiple personalities, creating false memories. This was a very nefarious and ill-intentioned project. So they organized a way to neutralize them. And also, not only that, but taking LSD, even taking heroin, even marijuana, take people away from reality. Yeah, I think this is important that we don't need anything that takes people away from reality. We need to try to see reality. You talked about in a podcast a couple of weeks ago about return to paradise, how we have the paradise here, but we're, our problem is we're rejecting it. So yeah. we don't need to create a paradise. We need to see how we uh, reject the paradise that we already have. This is a question of so, consciousness. So you see, Richard, having all those artists... Students, young people, idealistic people being drugged. So at the same time that they numbed their consciousness, their perception, their smartness, their capacity to speak to, to normal people in society, they, they started to speak just for themselves. And they closed up in those groups. So at the same time they numbed their mentality, their capacity, their mental capacity. They made them hooked in drugs so they would even pay for their destruction. It was a twofold kind of malignant evil plan. They would have them numbed, neutralized like psychotics, numbed by those pills that they, they give people now. It's a kind of numbing their minds too. So not only heroin or LSD, but all those psychotropics are numbing the minds of people. So they did this. They hooked them on drugs. So they would even have a lot of profits out from this. So it was a very smart plan. And they finished with all those ideals of the 60s. Lost. Everything is lost in this way. Because 
the profits of heroin and all these drugs increased tremendously. Yeah, it's important to say that the, many of the profits from drugs go through the American banking system. Oh, now. this is for sure. Yeah, so this is for sure. The major part of the profits that American banks do, it's this money laundering yeah, thing. They, they, somebody suggested it's between $500 billion and $1 trillion yeah, a year. Yeah, this is huge. Enormous. And if they would legalize drugs, the use of drugs, then all this would come to the surface yeah. and they would know what is, what is really behind this Going on. profits in banking. Claudia, let me, uh, you said something in your book that I found very interesting. You said drugs have been used by the state since the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. Do you have some examples? Because yeah, this is England. a wonderful... Do you remember this war, the China War? England attacked China because the China, the Chinese... The, the Opium War. Yeah, the, the Opium War. So the um, industrial establishment or the owners of this huge industries, they had to give this kind of opium to children to stay quiet in home when, when the, their slaves went to work. So their children had to get opium to stay quiet. and So they quiet down. Now we have television and computers, but... Yes. So they quiet down all these workers, people from labor, using drugs. So when China tried to stop selling opium to, you, to England, they came with cannons to, to, to reestablish this. And this, Richard, was, this happened in Iraq War, Kuwait War, Afghanistan, Afghanistan War, because the Taliban group is very fanatic in, in terms of religion. And so the, they applied the, the law in Afghanistan not to plant, to grow papolas anymore. Poppies. Poppies anymore and to produce opium anymore. So it was a decrease of 85% of production. After United States invaded Afghanistan and took away the Taliban. So this opium came back in 85% production. It's now 90, 96% of the 96. world's production yeah, now. So. It's very interesting because the, the, they took the Taliban out of power, and the only area of Afghanistan that the Taliban could not control were the northern provinces. And who was put in, and those are drug lords mm -hmm, directly, mm -hmm. who was put in power in Afghanistan after the American, after the... United Nations coalition invaded, you read the United States. Who was put in power was the Northern Alliance. They're drug lords yes. running Afghanistan. Yes, that's yeah. right. Totally. That's right. That's right. Same thing happened in Vietnam. There was the, the Golden Triangle. Yes. It was all drugs through yes, that area. Yes, yes. And wow. so we see the big, big drug lords fighting the smaller and the small ones. So we see all this theater going on, the DEA theater. So as if they were taking care of this. They, for sure, many people who work for those agencies, many of them are honest and good-willing people. They are honest and good-willing. Yeah. But some people in charge, in key positions, they make sure they have no competition. Yeah, this is very true. So what happened to Noriega? Yeah. A light of Bush in the past. He was quiet down. Yeah, he was, he was completely shut down. They invaded Panama. 
yeah, to get rid to of Noriaga. Yeah. To quiet him down. You know, well, I don't know if I should say this, but many of the CEOs of the biggest banks, Citibank, Chase Manhattan, they go regularly to Colombia. Why do they go to Colombia? Colombia produces coffee, bananas. There's nothing in Colombia, but there's lots of drugs. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm convinced that they're going there to make sure that the drug, illegal drug money gets laundered through the U.S. banking system. Yeah, this is for sure. Now, concerning Colombia, for instance, what happened to Colombia? And this I read by, uh, in a newspaper, French newspaper, the Le Monde Diplomatique. So uh, Inacio Ramoni, a very good journalist, was explaining why Colombia had to start producing a lot of cocaine. Because the commodities market in Chicago, who takes care of the prices of cereals and food, etc. Soy, wheat, coffee. coffee. We knew Colombia's coffee was the main product, the main income for Colombian people was their coffee. So they put down the price, international price of coffee. So they had to turn their agricultural spaces, production production to cocaine. To make money. To make money, (laughs) to survive. (laughs) This was an explanation of Inas de Ramonet in Le Monde Diplomatique, which is a very credentiated kind of newspaper. Yeah, it's a very prestigious newspaper. You made a comment in your book I found very interesting. You said there are no protests today like there were in the 60s. No, not at all. And you suggest drugs is part of the responsibility for this. This is interesting. So they could organize a system of repression and surveillance, which is incredible. So now they have Internet, they have all those satellites, so they have an incredible and a lot of weapons, so we are under a total dictatorship, and drugs played an essential role in this situation, because people now, they are neutralized through drugs. They give profits, and at the same time, thinking that they are opposing society and establishment, they take drugs, and it's right the opposite. When they take drugs, they are being like... Totally lobotomized, <laughs> lobotomized, <laughs> and being like like sheep. So, if we see this enormous destruction going on, this enormous deception, we have to help our fellow man. Because now there are so many kids and adults being totally lobotomized yeah. with Ritalin and Prozac in the United States. Lives been- destroyed. Totally. Totally destroyed, Jones. Yeah. Diagnosing the kids with attention deficit disorder and bipolar disorder and all of these fabricated things that can be treated through trilogical analysis very, very, very well. Let me finish with one quote that you can comment on from your wonderful book, The American Drug Multinational. You said, there's no doubt that drugs have served as one of the most efficient means, if not the most efficient one, to make social and human consciousness go numb, paralyzing the natural development of civilization. Oh, I'd really like that quote. Strong, and I think it's, uh, it's, it, it shows something about the pathology of power that we talk a lot about. Do you have any comments? Just, I mean, that sort of stands on its own, but is there anything to add to that? Yes, I see that the, the, this is a, one of the biggest gifts 
of the pathological powerful people to humanity and to our children, to us, to our beloved ones. And we see so many of them having their lives destroyed by those evil, powerful people in charge of the world. So we still count on those who still have some of their human essence left inside of them to get united, to open their eyes, and please get united before it's too late. And what do you unite around, right? That's the $64 million question. Well, uniting around what's good and true and beautiful, those divine essences that are still floating around in us and that we need to have more experience of. We are working here in Brazil to put those essences into everyday experience in our various schools and businesses. We would love you to join us in doing that wherever you are. That sets up quite a vibrational resonance between us. That's our program for this time. Thinking with somebody else's head is on the Stop Radio Network. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye for now. You're listening to the most relevant conversations on the planet about how to stop destroying ourselves and the world. This is the Stop Radio Network. Since the beginning of all civilizations, they had always manifested an enormous interest and knowledge about the spiritual life and spiritual beings. It's a world of ancient wisdom that modern science has eliminated. The arising philosophy of positivism preferred to base science on material happenings. So, only what you can see and touch and feel is real. Now, spirituality is being put back into science. Imagine what would happen if people start considering this as a real thing. Not only as a religious thing, but also a real scientific thing. Imagine what would happen. Norberto Kepi's Universe of the Spirits, a scientific analysis, available in the bookstore at stop.org.br. You're listening to the most relevant conversations on the planet about how to stop destroying ourselves and the world. This is the Stop Radio Network.